The first thing is like, this is high performance. The reason why the lion is the king of the jungle is because of its mentality. It believes, exactly. it believes it's the king. Somebody had said he could never break the 400 IM national record with this training method. And so we took a month and a half and all we did is train for the 4IM. <laughs> we broke the nag by two seconds. And I think that's, that's also my advice for younger swimmers. It's going to be tough and it's not going to be nice every day. And of course it's going to hurt and you're going to have pain and um, you're going to win sometime, but you're going to lose more than you're going to win. Uh, but that's the, that's the game. On a normal day, um, without looking in the stands, I just look straight at my block, just focus on breathing, look straight down the lane. Just, you know, that lane is yours. It's yours to own. It's yours to defend. It's yours to protect. It's yours to dominate. And everything else doesn't matter, man. You know, it's you and your lane. So that's all I think about. And that's all really anyone should focus on. Uh, I race because I love it. Uh, I, I actually, I swim because I love racing. You know, I swim because I like the thrill, I like the grind, I like to hurt at practice. I think more than any other thing, I like to win races. The feeling of winning races and all that anticipation, all that thick air in the cold room, especially when you're in a world champ final, that's, I mean, that's what I live for. That's why I wake up every morning and soar and I go to practice and I smash it and I come back to do it again the next day, you know. So I believe in having fun, you know. What I would say to, to the kids in America that are 17 and 18 and are, are willing to go to these universities that have everything, honestly have everything, mm -hmm. is uh, just look into internet, what is it to live in a developing country or in a third world country and how are the pools you know like sometimes people don't have pools sometimes people don't have water to it so just just be appreciative and my coach handed me a three by five card and he said here take this to the disneyland hotel i know at six o'clock they close the pool hop the fence and this was going to be your main workout for the day mm. now for a year and a half i did that until he finally got a pool where i could go trained after school wow. uh, Usually the janitor would kick me out at some point, but. <laughs> Luck is where preparation and opportunity meet. Mm. Okay? So if someone was lucky or quote unquote fortunate, they probably have prepared themselves, mm -hmm. they probably have done the work they needed to do, the opportunity presented itself and then they executed. Um, and I think that, that was the same thing that we were taught when we were swimming. Like um, hard work beats great talent and great talent doesn't work hard. Mm -hmm. okay? And so you always have to work hard. If you have both then great, that's a winning combination. Uh, I would say I just took that tenacity, uh, the, the work ethic and the drive and the, the resilience that you learn from swimming. Uh, and then I uh, took that and went to um, Wall Street and just applied it. I get them out of the water, sit them down, talk to them about this is what we've got to do and everything. And this young kid pipes up and says, I got a really sore shoulder. I'm in pain. <laughs> I said, pain? I got up straight away, walked over to the brick wall there at Chandler, closed my fist. I don't know why I did it. <laughs> and I scraped them down the wall and took all the skin off those four knuckles, just peeled it off on this concrete wall. Oh. And it started to bleed. And I went over and held it in front of his face and said, that's pain, mate. Now get back in and let's keep training. <laughs> I got a little surprise for you. So one of your mentors was Richard Quick. And Richard was one of my mentors as well. And I only remembered this today, believe me. 
but I have your logbook from the year 2000. Oh and my so gosh. I just opened it. My producer was actually like, what did she do today, 21 years ago? So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what you did today, 21 years ago. I remember my, my first, first time I ever met Laurie. Um, my mum drove me to Chandler and uh, we walked into the pool there and there's Laurie walking up and down the pool, uh, barking a few orders and and I walked up to him and my mum introduced me to Mr. Lawrence. He says, oh, my son, uh, Johnny, wants to come and swim with you. And his first words to me said, son, are you hungry? <laughs> and I said, oh, no, I've had some lunch not so long ago. I'm okay. He said, not hungry for food, you idiot. Are you hungry to win? <laughs> with Stefan, I was able to, we developed this um, power phrase, which was, I'm strong, I'm fit, I'm healthy, therefore I'm fast. And basically, from the moment I got to the training venue to warm up, I was repeat, I had that on repeat in my brain. So it sort of didn't allow for space to go into random, unhelpful thoughts. One of the competitors that I was competing against asked if they could borrow my harness. And he said, absolutely, let them have the harness. And I lost my, you know, <laughs> lost it at Dennis about, you know, helping someone else out who I've got to compete against. And he just came straight back to me and said, if you can't beat that guy at your best, then you shouldn't beat him. Mm. And I thought, okay, where do I go with that? <laughs> <laughs> Funny, I, 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 don't, I, really, I don't really say this that many times, but the last thing I was thinking about before walking up on the blocks in the Hunter Fly final, before the Hunter Fly final, was my dogs. Mm. Wow. <laughs> it's so weird. I was like, okay, when I come home, to my dogs they won't give a shit if i sorry <laughs> for the language if sorry. i win a gold or if i walk away from here now they're gonna be so happy to see me again when i come home they don't care about the medals and that made me relax a little bit mm. i was like okay i love that, that. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, you just have to i think it's about just finding a perspective you know mm, try yeah. to zoom out a little bit and i don't know Think yeah. about something else that make you happy just for a moment and then you go back into the zone. It's I mean, your story is just ridiculous to, to think that you're lifeguarding on a beach and then <laughs> you know you become world champion, American record hold fastest in American history. I mean, it's it's nuts. Every morning I would come into the uh, you know, we train at the same time. So I come in sort of head down, a little bit dozy, a bit tired, fatigued. And then the moment I saw him, I had to brace myself for an arm over my head into a headlock, <laughs> into a scruff of the head. And then this Russian voice going, good morning, Schwinkta boy. How are you this morning? And a big <laughs> laugh. <laughs> I've said this many times, you know, and I talk about these young guys, you know, the uh, only person you can't beat is a guy that never gives up. So as long as I'm swimming, as long as I'm injury free, I'm going to keep coming back. As long as my body can let me, I'm going to be in the mix, hopefully. And, you know, God willing, I'm going to be up there in the medals, in the mix. And, and hopefully I will have another, another Olympic title, touch wood, to my name before I retire. And uh, many world titles and ISL titles and Commonwealth Games titles. You know, that's, that's hopefully going to be my legacy. Jackie just looks like she's swimming with that rabbit skin jacket that Elvis has got on right now. <laughs> Here we go. What was that sound? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's even better. That's, that's even better. You got rabbit on. He's shirtless. That's even yeah, better. shirtless. Great. Oh, <laughs> well, why do you have? What do you 
wearing? Is it like a bathrobe? Yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I wear it in the bathroom, it's a bathrobe, but I'm in a living room, so now it's just a, a living room robe. Okay. <laughs> so is it like faux fur? Somebody on here wearing a Chewbacca costume? What's going on over there, Elvis? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> 227.4 at the 250. 227.4. Ledecky's got a body length. She's bringing in the legs. I mean, it's all Ledecky right now, unless yeah. Titmus does something magical in this last hundred. Come on, Titmus! All day, baby! Get up! Yes! Get up! Katie Ledecky. Oh, Ledecky's coming back! Ledecky's fighting like an animal! Titmus! Ledecky! Titmus! Come on! Go! Let's give her the double guns! Double guns! What a swim, that negative split. She wasn't sleepy. <laughs> was... Wow, oh, that's special. Amazing. Is is the world record under threat tonight, Aaron? Um, I always want to say yes. I don't know if it would be polite for me to say no, but <laughs> I, uh... I'll I'll say it for him. No, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm so mad right now because you had to watch what? that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it... Every single American slow nerd can do math and know that that was a dumb thing to do. You're the yeah. only team putting a girl in breaststroke. That's not how to do this relay. Chalmers no. Oh, oh, Chalmers. oh, my God. No. Come on, Chalmers. Oh, 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 I think he's all right. He looks – oh, my God. Oh, 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 yeah, that's what I'm talking found about. Way. How? How? Let's go! How did that happen? Oh. How did that happen? I try and learn from the swimmers that are in there. Like I think it's it's you know looking at each individual athlete that's in front of you and look at looking at the strengths and weaknesses of that individual and trying to you know just trying to get them better. Obviously, a hundred is that meeting point of speed and endurance, and I think if you go too much one way if you get too much speed and not enough endurance you've got an athlete mm. that can get out there but can't get back mm. and if you go too much endurance and not enough speed you've got an athlete that can come but they can't get out so it's, it's really challenging to try and find the right mix for each of the people that you've got in your program but that's probably the way that i look at it the, it's, it's just so important like you, you need to understand this is a year-round sport there is maybe two to three weeks out of the year that you take time off and that's it and people make mistakes saying, oh, I worked this hard all season. You know, I'm good. I can take two months off. But in reality, it takes so long to get back into shape that it just you're wasting your time at that point. I like the feeling of dying because it's, it's funny. But <laughs> I, I love watching people die. It's it's always funny. Even like when I die, there's this one practice Alfonso. In swimming terms, not, not actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Coming into these Olympics, we just weren't in an event where, you know, you were trying to win Olympic gold. I was in an event where I was trying to take, take out what we believe is the GOAT in Katie. So to do that, we had to push ourselves to the absolute limit. And um, if, you know, if people understood what work it takes, you know, they, I don't know whether they would comprehend it, but some part of it may be jealousy, who knows? Um, but this is what high performance sport is, you know, you got to work hard.
my objective was completed. I wanted to achieve an Olympic final. And so I did, I did too. And I even took fourth place. Um, two, three months before the Olympics, I wasn't even qualified in the 200. And so wow. just managing to get fourth best in the world without being qualified two months ago before was just, I don't know, blew my mind. You know you've changed the game in breaststroke. There's going to be late breathers all over the world now, right? <laughs> I didn't even know. It's when I saw them analyzing my video and saying I have this different stroke. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I thought this was breaststroke. Like, for me, it didn't feel like I was doing anything different. All of a sudden, on the last three or four, she got really good. And through the whole thing, I was coaching her like coaches do, trying to encourage her or fix this or that or the other. And all of a sudden, she got really good on the last three or four, and I thought, I, know, I must have done something really good there. I probably said just the right thing, and I asked her later, I said, why were those last, last four so good or something like that? And she said, well, I pretended like Kate Campbell was on one side and Bronnie Campbell was on the other. And that was the game that she had played that day to raise her game to, to the next level. And I remember sitting, I was at my friend's house, and we were watching the Olympics. And I was eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and I was watching Summer Sanders swim and I was like, oh, I want to be her. And mm -hmm. so that was like my first kind of like, wow, this is where you can go with swimming, right? That's the top of the top. And watching her, I just felt like she was so um, graceful in the water and I just loved watching her swim. Um, and so I told my parents, hey, I'm going to be like Summer Sanders. I'm going to I'm gonna swim in the Olympics. And I think most parents, when their kids at 10 come to them and say that, are like, oh, that's so sweet. Good <laughs> luck with that. <laughs> Little did they know four years later, I'd be like trying to, to compete at that level. <laughs> and maybe there were some really good reasons why they had that selection policy in place. And maybe it made sense in the past. It just doesn't make sense anymore based on the fact that, you know, you've got some of the best swimmers, world record holders sitting on the bench who don't qualify based on their criteria, who stand to lose hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that that's where the argument comes in is that you guys are now, it feels like they're taking income away from you. They're, they're withholding income from you. And, you know, your potential income based on the fact that you could go out there, break a world record at the meet, get that money, get the money for winning the race, you know, do some other races, potentially come away with close to a hundred grand based off that one meet for a few days of racing. I mean, that that's life-changing for a swimmer, honestly. So I think that's where the argument comes in. Um, I think it needs to have a serious look at it. I'm going to keep um, complaining about it for you, man. I know that, I know that the swimmers don't want to go out there and publicly, you know, complain for, for themselves. And, and I kind of get that, but I think if people like me or and other people like me make enough noise, we can we can kind of force some change onto this thing. Uh, well, let's let's take Rio for example. So I come out and say I don't want to race a cheater, like you know, my groundbreaking news. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I I do get a lot of positive feedback, obviously, um, but mm -hmm. I also get like. I remember there being some article written that was like, she's the nasty American, like she's restarting the Cold War. And I was like, what? Mm. <laughs> like, what the hell, you guys? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of one where like people are like, oh, my God, she's outspoken. She has opinions. That's not cool. Like, she's a girl. And, and they never say it. But like, if I were a guy, they would never say anything like that. So, uh, you know, she's kind of that double standard I have to deal with. And from the get go, they, they pretty much told me that, look, you, you, you got to come in here and just work hard. And, you know, and I, I didn't think that, you know, I would have a, I would coach or anything at all. Like when I came in, 
when I came in, my mentality just, all right, I need to be the best uh, water boy and uh, towel boy in the NC2A. You know, if they want me to fill up the water bottle for the whole team, I'll do that. Whenever I get a chance to talk at a clinic, like that's, that's my biggest takeaway in life is just go be the best version of yourself, not the second best version of of whoever your mentor is, you know. Someone said beef. I mean, the, it was it was fun last year. I mean, I enjoyed that, man. I enjoyed a little competitive juices flowing, man. Didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I uh, yeah. I mean, it was fun. It wasn't necessarily very fun, but uh, <laughs> we got a fifty kick for for time here. We're gonna, we're gonna start a new competition, worldwide competition, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got to make up the rules, though. All right. So I guess we're down there again. We talked to Eddie about this, right? Um, he was like going around the pool deck during the 1988 Olympics or something. And he was asking every single person, like, how fast can you kick 50 meters of the board? So that's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to pay the fastest man and the fastest woman 250 bucks each. Ah. Eddie, how was it? Oh. I'm gonna have a heart attack. I'm not kidding. Oh Deep breaths, man. Deep breaths. <laughs> I'm 62 years old. Good 57. job. And just the trust. I think the trust piece right. is so important. Trust what your coach is telling you. Um, whether it is right or wrong, if you do completely trust in it, it, it more than likely is going to work out. You know, for me, if, if there's something to, to reflect back on, I, look, I, I love the stories that I have from swimming. I love the success that I have from swimming. But at the end of the day, uh, it, it pales in comparison to, uh, to to being a parent and raising children. And uh, you know, I remember David saying one of the first days I was on campus at Auburn, you know, a college is special, but it's not the best years of your life. Yeah. So go ahead and remove that stigma from it. <laughs> and look, I loved college. Had a great time, had a lot of success, but he's right. He's right. And, and I think that applies to swimming. You know, it, you can you can be the most successful person in, in a sport. But at the end of the day, there's there's bigger things to life than just a sport. The brave people, people with courage can go for it and take what comes. Don't cut any corners. Go for it and see what happens. Love it. Beautiful way to end, too.